let's talk about sex. Mm. Do you like sex? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that some people Good like sex. it. <laughs> That's so true. Good sex. Let me, yeah. let me put a disclaimer on that. Yes. But there's a way to make it good, even if it's mediocre. How? Ooh, Sex is kind of like pizza. Really? Even if when it's bad, it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> From WBEZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Cheryl Jackson here with the stunning Jennifer Shea Love Long. Taylor's out today, and we are joined by the amazing Dr. Nicole E. Williams, author of This Is How You Vagina. Y'all may remember Dr. Williams on our episode about Black maternal health. And if you haven't heard, don't walk, run to that episode because Dr. Williams always brings the fire. We're so glad to have you in the studio with us today. Thank you. All that's coming up on When Magic Happens. You have to know your own body and know what makes you happy. You know, if you look at a lot of movies and all these other things, it's about the man, like, giving Mm -hmm. the woman Mm -hmm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. And is that always the case? No. If you know what makes you happy, you can move your body. You can take control of the situation and make it work for you. I like that. Because, you know, these men, I mean... So, Do they really know? Okay. <laughs> Do they really know? Oh, no. Oh, no, right? I put a memo out there. <laughs> they think they know. Yeah, they but they have no idea. Well, we some of them know. Them. Like, Cheryl, what do you like? Well, first of all, I think to the point of what the movies have been all about, either pleasing a man or the man taking control of pleasing, pushing our buttons, you grow up most of your life with that. I think True. as a... How I think about sex now versus how I thought about sex for most of my life yes. mm-hmm. is very different. Yeah. Now I'm very much focused on me. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm very much focused. Well, like, is this good for me? Yeah. Before, I was, it was trying to fit an ideal, really focused on, you know, him. Yep. Um, it, 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 I was not centered in that. Oh, I know. No, no. Black women are always good at putting ourselves second and third and eighth, especially when it comes to sex. You know, I say I tell my patients this, you know, when you get on the airplane and you have to put your little mask Mm -hmm. on and they say, put your mask on first before you help others. Mm -hmm. So woman goes first, then he goes second. There you go. I like that order. Yes, it should be like all the time. But I think about it as like exercise. Okay. Tell, mm. tell us. In what way? All the ways. <laughs> <laughs> Details. Okay. Yeah, these your exercise. Okay. So, you know, like I like to be picked up. Okay. So I'm sort of like, I'm, you know, this is helping you strengthen your muscles. Okay. I mean, you want to be physically lifted up. Yes. She oh, can be. Yes. Yeah, cute little yeah, body. Pick me up. Okay. But I also think that, you know, it actually helps with your endorphins, similar to exercise, right? Absolutely. It does. So it does, you know, sort of create this sort of happy feeling. Mm -hmm. And I love being happy. (laughs) (laughs) So are you happy all the time? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. but also, I mean, literally the the different physical, you know, positions that you're in 
can be classified as exercise. Absolutely the case. Yeah. I know. I was, trying, you know, had my Fitbit on once. I'm like, am I? How many points? How many, am I how many steps did you get for that? <laughs> <laughs> how many points and steps am I getting for this right here? <laughs> yeah, it's really good for your ass, like quads, core. Yeah. Even if you're doing a little arm work when you got to stabilize yourself, sometimes that really gets your triceps going. Yes. Yes. These are these are all good things. All very good things. Mm-hmm. I, good I things. like the way that you're reframing this. How this is good for our bodies. Yes. This is not. You know, we have to fight against stereotypes. We have to fight against how we were raised. You have yes. to fight against kind of the you know religious you know framework. I saw Sarah Jace Roberts had another. Christian woman on who was an expert, I guess, and I came into the conversation midway, so I don't know a lot about her, but she was talking about orgasms. And Sarah Dix was like, can can we say that word? Oh, no. (laughs) But that's the church world. So if you were raised in that, which a lot of black women are, Mm -hmm. it's hard to make this jump over here, okay, to To sexual sexual freedom. freedom. Yes. From yeah. repression. From repression. Okay, where are you on the spectrum? I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> I'm, I'm free as a bird. Pretty free. I'm like, yeah, what y'all talking about? <laughs> I am, uh, I'm not fully on the free side, mm-hmm. but I'm making my way. Okay. okay. You right. swimming up. Uh, and you make right. that way with knowledge and experience. There you go. Let's talk yeah. about that. When you're young, mm-hmm. it's really about why avoid is it though? Like being why a is slut, it being called a slut. Okay, right. avoid being uh, getting pregnant. Yep. I mean, it's yeah. uh, avoiding a lot of stuff. Right. It is okay. avoiding right. a lot of stuff. Right. And you're right. Most of it is consequence and negative. Yes. Consequence. Yes. Okay. So now I have, you know, many years later, I have doctors telling me that I need to do this. Yes, yes you, do. you do. For my body. Yes. For my vagina. For yes, the health for of health, my vagina. Of your whole body. Of yep. my mind. Yes. Of, you know, so we're going from punitive yeah. yes. to preventive. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so true. Right. But how do we get to, to start to unlearn some of those That's, negative stereotypes, yeah. negative tropes yes. that we that have been hoisted upon us from puberty, as soon as you become a quote-unquote woman, it's like, oh, my God, you can't get pregnant. You have to do this. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait mm-hmm. a second. I just got my period. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what? Right. But that's when it starts. And you just- I think it's communication, too. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, be interesting to hear just how we were all indoctrinated into sex. Like, my mom didn't talk about sex. Same. Neither right? did mine. Same, neither did mine. And uh, interestingly, I learned about it through but, friends. But she had five children, mm. but she didn't talk about sex. Right. Well, I, honestly, I'll just be really honest. I really didn't become sexually um, awakened until my 40s. I had a very limited experience. I married. I found the, I married my college sweetheart, but we met when I was... 17, he was 16, and that was that was my boot thing, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> until I got married. And so I had a very, I was raised Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. I was very conservative, mm. little life. Yeah. Okay, but you could tell I had a little fire on, uh, under the hood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could tell, even early. Tell, Cheryl. My outfits, okay, my clothes. <laughs> okay, you could always tell that, oh, what she got going on? I, I, it was always... I was looking for some little expression, mm-hmm. and you can tell from what I wore. I was, I had some sense of 
my sexuality or the potential to express that. Mm. Now, just be clear. We ain't talking about, you know, hoochie mama clothes. Okay. Yeah, no, but we are right. talking Classy about. And, yeah. We are talking about I'm comfortable with Revealing my body. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, so that's. So it wasn't really till my 40s I really began to explore, read, or, or like, ooh, what is this? Or how can I, how can I uh, be in control of yeah. my sexual experience more? Where was it that you sort of started to build your, your freedom around it? Like reading, or I really like Karma Sutra. Like I like things. I think that's interesting. Did you come out the wound sexually free? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? Maybe. Okay, right. (laughs) Tell us about Um, your your journey to sexual freedom. Well, okay. So actually, I think I was conservative too, you know, Mm -hmm. because we didn't really talk about it. And I think, you know, I had attraction to the other sex, but it wasn't... I was kind of more scared. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were very active in the church, you know, for the same reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went to college. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, when I, and I say that jokingly, but seriously, I think when I went to college, it was kind of like, oh, there's a different framework to think about how you think about your body, mm-hmm. what is beautiful about your body, what is you know, your body isn't just used for this. It, it's not just sex that you're doing. You know, you're actually doing things that actually are useful, you know? Right. Very useful. <laughs> very, very uh, useful. But anyway, so I think that's kind of what, what shifted it for me, you know, was that kind of opening of my mindset about what sex means, what it can look like, what framework you can put around it. And I think, you know, I probably even in being married have was more conservative about like the sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And so being divorced now, the sexual experience could just be be I got a different framework. Right. Like pick me up. (laughs) (laughs) Or me, myself and I. Okay. Well, that too. But, you know, there's also a lot of fears, like when we were in undergrad, to not be seen as, you know, there's, you know, making the list. That's right. You know, right. the booty coochie ho list. Yeah. Oh, right. Or yeah. oh, the walk of shame. That's okay. Right. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> well, we know. <laughs> oh, very right. early. <laughs> yeah, I met it very, very, very early. And it still appears if you were going from the library. <laughs> you learn how to play it off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, you know what to wear. Right. Yeah. Bring your extra <laughs> sweatshirt. <You're right. laughs> Girl, you need to teach a class oh, class. These cheering's out here. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. Um, uh, so... So for you, you started off. You said uh, conservative. Yeah, I yeah, think I was pretty, pretty conservative. Yeah. And then in, in um, and more for lack of education. And unfortunately, that's a lot of women. I mean, my mom gave me an encyclopedia. She did. Yeah, she did. books. And here, read this. That was it. Here, read this. Like I, I she didn't sit down and yeah. say anything, but I got a chance, and, and that's maybe that's why I'm a doctor today because right. like here, read this book, yeah. and it was incredibly detailed for someone who was youngish, like I was. I was probably like nine. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's yeah, really young. Yeah. So and like this is the facts. I mean, she wasn't. At least she wasn't. Don't do it. Right. Right. Because when I did do it, she's like, "Did you use a condom?" Because she busted me. 
I got busted. Not like busted, busted, right. but busted kind of after the fact, kind of busted. Ooh, what happened? Oh, well, fiddle dee dee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I get when this what you get when you skip school to go have sex. <laughs> yeah. His car was around the corner, down down the street and around the corner. I said, park further. And he didn't park further. And, you know, everybody knows everybody in my town. And what's that boy's car doing around the corner? Uh-oh. And Ooh. I was supposed to be sick. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Oops. I got you busted got later. Busted. Yeah. yeah. I got busted. She's like, were you safe? I was like, yep. She's like, okay. And that was it. That was the extent of the discussion. Right. <laughs> okay. Done. But did you and she feel let me know. better? Did you feel better? As no. soon as I started having fun, he was done. <laughs> I was like, oh. That little story don't never change, okay? <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Are you kidding me? That was it? I was so annoyed. I never spoke to him again. And I got in trouble for this? Right. I didn't I did not speak to him after that because I was like, no, absolutely not. This is not this cannot be the thing. Good for you. Yeah. We all gonna need to go to the altar after this conversation. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But good for you. You knew right out the gate. Like, you know what? No, no, no. I gotta be Mm-mm, I deserve more. Right. Look, what is it? Uh, I, I have main character energy. Okay. <laughs> Focus needs to be over here. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Once I was in an environment where people talked about, they talked about their bodies, they talked about the things that were happening to their mm-hmm. body and what their experiences were with other people. You know, that kind of helped me shift how I felt about it. Right. Not only did I have very conservative upbringing and pretty sheltered, uh, also, I was not very desirable. I mean, they did not desire me in, in Memphis, down south. I don't even believe it. What? Now, no, you have to understand, I was olive oil, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. And in Memphis, you know, you got to be slow. You got to be thick. You got to have the T and the A, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be the brick house. I, right. I got, like, no one's looking my way. So it sort of helped yeah. <laughs> my, you know, lack of action. And in a way, the upside of that is that until I got clear about who I am, um, mm-hmm. to be less of a target um, for these little boys, okay, because back then— now, you know, I would hope that, and I get the sense that parents are raising their sons to, you know, know how to cross, not to cross lines. But back then, it was a fight. Yeah. 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 I mean, literally. And this mm-hmm. is people that, boys that you like. Right. Yeah. And it was acceptable. And yeah. you just had to, you were literally fighting through the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, my like, God. Okay, no. That is awful. And, I mean, constant. It was stressful. I think being raised in my generation, dating in my generation, and mm-hmm. and he's a nice young boy. They always are, but you know, it was just what they called it being mannish back then. Okay. Yeah, they were just taught differently. <laughs> they were taught differently. They were taught you know, like oh, well, no means yes. Yes, it, it didn't no mean, means maybe. Maybe it, yeah. no means. And if maybe. you just cajole her enough, yeah. then it, just keep it's all right. It. Yeah, right. just yeah. keep at it. She or just the break. tip. Right, <laughs> right. That <laughs> foolishness. When does that ever work? (laughs) We're kind of similar generations of how, you know, we're raised. You know, it wasn't discussed. 
in the right. house. Mm-hmm. No one talked about it. Right, get a book. You know, you just had to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And conservative, out of a kind of conservative households and cultures and communities. So when did we move from that and this being something that, you know, you uh, keep in a lockbox until you offer it to your husband uh, to sexual agency? Just it being our thing as opposed to something we offer. It's been a, it, later mm-hmm. in age for me. I mean, like, I feel like, one, I feel more confident. I understand my body in a different way. I've been through enough experiences to say I like this and I don't like this. But that was over time. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it's probably been for me within the last you know, two years. No, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably within the last, well, honestly, probably within the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say 10. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Right. It's about life experience. And the longer you stay alive, the more comfortable you are with your body. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of my younger patients who are so self-critical. Yes. Self-critical about how it looks even. And that is a discussion. You just go, it's, it's beautiful in its ugliness because it's all ugly. Mm-hmm. What, are male genitals beautiful? Absolutely not. They're fun and functional. Yes. You know, it goes up and down, you know, in little personality. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's, like, if it's uncircumcised. Like, when it comes up, it's like, hello. <laughs> so it, it's fun and functional. As a female, the vagina is. Ooh, yes, are you killing it. me? Okay, I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> As a female, a lot of people remove all the hair, so then they stare at it. And my younger patients are so like, oh, my goodness, this is uneven. That is like this. Oh, this is too big. That's too small. And this is everything. I go, it is beautiful and it is functional. You leave your vagina alone. Yes. Speaking of keeping up appearances, let's talk about faking it. Mm. Who has? All hands are held. All hands are held held high. Now, the question is. Why do we fake it? Well, I fake it because I'm bored. Woo! (laughs) I'm bored. But I figured out how to fake it where it feels like I'm not faking it. Uh, Okay, please tell. tell. Let me get my pen. Hold on. Get some notes. Go ahead. So basically making it contract like you're doing a Kegel. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so it feels like to them you're actually having an orgasm, but you're not. Oh, wow. And then yeah. you just make these crazy sounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harry Met, cute when Harry met Sally. Okay. Oh, my God. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, give it to me. More. Harder. <laughs> yeah. That part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is kind of out of boredom, and you're just kind of over it. But I think we, as an I, fake it to please them. To make, True. To, to feed their To puff ego. them up and make them, them feel up. like, you know, right. oh, that was number three. Right. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> like you said, there was, it's twofold. It's, right. I'm, I'm done with the sex act. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've already had an orgasm. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might just get a little tired. and Want to be over. And they still, like, still like, oh, yes, I'm doing something so great. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Fine. That was great. Let's go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. And these are people you're in longer term relationships with. And so you don't want them to feel badly. Right. Because yeah. sometimes you are sleepy. It's not like you don't enjoy it. Right. So, yeah, there, there is a time and a place. 
So we know sex when you're young, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, hot, fast, you know. Look, you tap on the on the accelerator and it's boom. Okay. It's already there. It's already there. But how does it change over time with age? It depends because I have seen ladies in their 50s and you look and everything looks like a desert wasteland. And I had a woman who was 83. A desert wasteland? Oh, it was all pale and oh, Mm. I know. Because it hadn't been used. Use it or lose it is a real thing. Use it or lose it, yes. And I had an 80-year-old lady who had recently reconnected with an old beau for the past, oh, you know, five, seven years. It looked pink and puffy and beautiful and healthy like she was 27. And she told me, and I quote, like bunnies. So, yes, sex changes as we age because our hormone levels do start to fluctuate. And they can start as early as in your 30s. So what I advise to my patients is if you do not have a physical partner and you're, we're talking about heterosexual sex here, mm-hmm. then I would advise to use a toy or a finger or a something to keep your vagina stimulated. Mm-hmm. That keeps the blood flow coming mm-hmm. to the area. That keeps your, literally, it keeps your juices flowing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to go a little Freud, but Freud talked about the juvenile and the mature orgasm. And yes, his findings were true in that I believe that as we age, we know more about ourselves and how to move our bodies in order to give ourselves pleasure. Mm -hmm. Because I've had patients in their early 30s have quote unquote a vaginal orgasm, which is just a clitoral orgasm. Mind you, all orgasms are clitoral. It's just a sensation in the vagina. I was going to ask you about that. I thought there was two different kinds of orgasms. Yes and no. Okay. Meaning the clitoris is one organ and is the only organ in the body dedicated to sexual pleasure. There is nothing else like it. It has twice as many nerve endings as a penis. You have 8 million, men have 4 million. So the capacity for female orgasms is almost infinite. It's just that we need to understand where to move, how to move in order to stimulate that area. And it's called a G-spot. It really exists. Infinite orgasm. <laughs> Look at of your <laughs> Infinite. Why do you think I faked the last one? I'm just tired. <laughs> I can have another like one now. But, <laughs> you know, I need a coffee. <laughs> so, all that being said, if you put your finger in your vagina and you, like you're going to say, come here, mm-hmm. that is your G spot. That's why you say come. That oh. is your G spot. Come here. And that is exactly the way to do it. And that'll stimulate that area. And then everybody thinks the other orgasm is the clitoral orgasm. And that just happens to be that that's the part of the clitoris that is exposed. Right. Oh. But yes, it is all oh the same. So, yes, so one is yeah. one is stimulating the clitoris from inside your vagina. Exactly. And the other is stimulating the clitoris from outside the vagina. Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> Got it. Okay, can we end this episode? We got some. We got. <laughs> <laughs> she ready to go. Okay. I got to go. You got a boo to you go got people to. to see. I, know, I, I got things to do. Okay. <laughs> Come here, boy. <laughs> oh, you know what? We haven't talked about increasing pleasure for ourselves. Yes, let's talk yeah. about that. And the reason being is because we don't all have a boo all the time. Sometimes there sure. is a dry spell. And I want us to get over the myth that using toys and engaging in self-pleasuring is somehow a bad thing. 
or a sin because that's taught. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's taught. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, but I it's must not. I missed that Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you missed that Sunday. <laughs> you missed that Sunday. I would advise mm-hmm. every woman have a familiar item that she is comfortable with. You can, and they can buy it on Amazon if you feel mm-hmm. weird about mm-hmm. it. But in many cities, there are sex shops that are female centered, mm. actually. And just go and just ask. I'm just curious. But it's really important to understand that self-pleasuring is a part of sexual health. Amen. Not just, okay, I'm having sex with another person. Sex with yourself can be just as satisfying in a different way. And you can learn how you like to make yourself feel good. Okay, so one we got to get over, uh, ask Jesus for forgiveness. Yes. Just to self-pleasure. He that's is a forgiving. Lot. Okay, that's, that's one hurdle to get over. Okay, what, what about the next hurdle is, you know, the little little man's ego bringing a sex toy to the party. I think that a lot of men would be excited to have another because toy work, in the party. Because they're working half. So too. Yeah. I, I think it's really? kind of, oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can use a sex toy on them. Oh, Ooh, okay. even better. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> What you had heard, mm-hmm. that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh-huh. but no, seriously, You're right? So there's not, there's not, there's not a stigma around that. Of course, there is because, like we talked about through this entire conversation, there's stigma just around sex in general. Right. But you bring in those extra things as you're in a relationship with somebody or with a partner who understands right. that, and that's part of the conversation. Um, <laughs> this has been amazing. It's been enlightening, inspiring. Excellent. Um, and um, here, here. Cover so much more in your book. This is how you vagina. So, uh, so I'll become. That's going to be a, a new bedside uh, book for me. Um, this is how you vagina. Um, because this is really about living our best lives. Right. And it includes um, our sexual health. It's good for our mind, body, and spirit. And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. You can find me, Jennifer Shay Lovelong, on Instagram at Being Shay Love. You can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on social media at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E. And you can find me, Dr. Nicole E. Williams, at www.gynecologyinstitute.com at Dr. Nicole Life on Instagram and at Gynecology Institute of Chicago on Facebook. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance by Justin Bowles. Engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. Is there such a thing as too much package? No. Yes, I got to get double um, laser. Okay. Lasers. <laughs> More lasers package, are okay? better. More lasers. Got to get double lasered. Yeah. yeah.